It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Leader. And remember, you can subscribe and rate us through your favourite podcast provider. As this podcast was being put together, reports started coming into the Evening Standards newsroom of an incident on London Bridge. That incident, as we're recording this, is still ongoing. But our journalist, Suze Cooper, from our audio news team is here. Suze, what do we know at this point in time? Well, we heard that just before two o'clock today, um, police were called to London Bridge. Uh, They've now declared this a major incident. The reports initially were of gunshots. Uh, We've since found out that someone has been injured in a knife attack, possibly more than one person. As we say, this is a breaking story at the moment. We're not totally clear on all the details uh, we believe a man has been shot by police at London Bridge um, yeah there's there's total confusion in that er- area of London at the moment and we're seeing uh, a lot of reaction on social media a lot of people sharing videos and images it does look like pandemonium over there That's right. There's a lot coming through on social media at the moment. On Twitter, there have been videos um, and photos as well, photos of lots of emergency service vehicles uh, just parked up there on the bridge, Uh, people being held back, crowds of people being held back on the the footpath there, but also a video of someone lying on the ground um, kind of being tackled, tackled to the ground by police um, as armed police are, are kind of surrounding that area as well. So, yeah, lots of confusion. Reports of, of people on Twitter kind of saying that there's a, an air of panic. It's very, very tense over there. Police are saying that they're now evacuating the buildings, but they're doing that um, kind of premises by premises. So people are having to stay where they are and wait until the police tell them they can leave. Borough Market um, was the, the first area that they evacuated there. Obviously, that was very busy. It's just after lunchtime on Friday in the centre of London. This sort of thing always worries London. Borough Market is an area, and we don't know what's happening here, but Borough Market is a, an area that was targeted by terrorists previously, that London Bridge area. London, London worries about these things, doesn't it? Yes, and of course we have to remember that you know there's kind of history of terrorist attacks happening on bridges in London in recent memory. Um, so something like this really does kind of get people thinking. Of course, the police aren't at all saying that this at the moment is a terrorist incident, um, but it is certainly being labelled as a major incident um, and you know details are coming through on it all the time and the response is very significant from the emergency services sis cooper thank you very much and you can keep up to date with what's happening at london bridge on our website standard.co.uk now from the evening standard in london this is the leader
Hi, I'm David Marsland. A Met police officer could be kicked off the force after receiving, without asking for it, a child abuse video sent to her phone that she never looked at. Now a former director of public prosecution says the laws are outdated and we agree. The Met has to enforce the law when it's dealing with criminal matters. When it comes to disciplinary matter, there's a little bit more discretion. There are sanctions that they can apply which falls short of sacking an officer who's given such good service for so many years. Our Home Affairs editor Martin Bentham explains why we think Superintendent Novelet Robin-Williams should keep her job. Also... I mean, in some ways, it's a very old-fashioned message movie, but it really is saying, don't buy into this. Film critic Charlotte O'Sullivan urges everyone to see Blue Story. Now, View Cinemas has lifted its ban on the film. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, why we think a police officer who was sent an indecent video of a child should be shown leniency by the Met. Novelette Robin Williams is one of Scotland Yard's top officers with a 36-year-long career and a commendation for her work after the Grenfell Tower disaster. She could lose her job because her sister sent a video to a WhatsApp group the superintendent was a member of. Miss Williams never watched the clip showing abuse of a child. She also never reported it. Convicted of possessing an indecent video, she has been spared jail, but her job may be at threat. Now a peer who was once the country's most senior prosecutor is calling for a change in the law, and our editorial column says he's right. Lord MacDonald believes Superintendent Williams has fallen foul of legislation on child pornography that has not kept pace with modern technology and should not lose her job as a result. Her failure was to retain the clip on her phone and deny knowledge of it when she was aware of its unlawful content, rather than deleting it or reporting it to police colleagues. That was an error of judgment which left her in breach of the law and ultimately brought about her conviction. Such a mistake is, of course, regrettable, but should not merit dismissal, particularly when balanced against the many achievements of Superintendent Williams' career. Common sense must prevail. She should keep her job. Home Affairs editor Martin Bentham, this is a case involving an officer with a 36-year exemplary career, as we've explained in our editorial column today. What's actually happened here? Superintendent Robin Williams was sent a WhatsApp message by her sister um, containing a clip of child abuse. And her sister has been convicted of it as a sister's partner. And Robin Williams, who received this, didn't solicit it, never viewed it, but the law is such that the possession of that type of material is an offence in itself and one of the problems I think was that the jury found that she had claimed she wasn't aware of this video at all the jury found to the contrary and that she had known about it and I think that's the basis of their conviction but in essence it's a more or less a strict liability offence where if you receive something like that even if you haven't sought it then you can be committing an offence if you then retain it on your phone. That does seem quite alarming if you consider we live in a day and age of 
WhatsApp groups and Facebook messaging and people receiving things from friends or relatives all the time that are not solicited, everybody could be in danger there. Well, the leader today points out that we have a story in the paper on the front page, and the leader refers to this with Lord MacDonald of Riverglaven, the former director of public prosecutions, who makes the point that the law in this area hasn't kept pace with modern technology in the way that you're talking about because of course it is now very very easy to receive things and people scattergun all sorts of material to other people uh, in prolific volume and therefore there is a risk that you can be receiving stuff that you don't want and could be if you don't do something about it either delete it report it to the police which perhaps what you should do and perhaps what should have happened here then you're committing an offence. And, and yes, there is definitely a question. He's not the only person to have raised this as a concern, but he's a very powerful voice. And in this case, it's affecting a very good police officer who could lose her career over this. I think the point that we're trying to make in the leader is that the court process is one thing and we can't and don't want to second-guess the conclusions of the jury. But but then the point is that uh, not Robin Williams is now facing an independent independent office for police conduct investigation and there will then presumably be a metropolitan police disciplinary misconduct uh, procedure as well and what we are suggesting in our leader and, and saying quite clearly is that she's had this brilliant career she's done tremendous things was awarded the queen's medal for policing in 2003 was commended for her work after the grenfell disaster when she was liaising with many of the bereaved families has got a very long, successful career with no other blemishes on it and that when it comes to deciding whether she should be able to continue in her job or not, that she should be able to because it's a balance. An error of judgment should not merit dismissal. And we are in a position, as the, the leader itself talks about, where the Met is struggling to keep on top of violent crime and uh, there are also uh, numerous other forms of offending that affect the city, as the column says. It's not a good time to lose a good officer. No, of course. And I don't think they would want to, to be frank. And of course, the Met has to enforce the law when it's dealing with criminal matters. When it comes to a disciplinary matter, there's a, a little bit more discretion. And you know, there are sanctions that they can apply. Words of advice is the, is the phrase that's often used or, or things to that effect. Final warnings even. But there are, there are sanctions that they can apply which falls short of sacking an officer who's given such good service for so many years and, and presumably could give more good service in the years to come. Next. Tabloids just love this sort of thing, especially with an election coming up. I think that's awful for the film to be associated with something that it's actually trying to explore. Charlotte O'Sullivan on why everyone should see Blue Story, one of the most controversial and important British movies in years. With an estimated budget of around a million pounds, Blue Story was a small debut feature on London gang culture by an unknown director that critics liked but few had heard of. Then this happened. A brawl at a screening in Birmingham led to View Cinemas pulling the movie. They've now reversed that decision following a public outcry led by the film's director, Anru Omobulu, also known as Rapman. The standard thinks everyone should go to see it. 
The return of the film Blue Story to the nation's cinema screens is the right decision and one that ultimately should lead to less violence, not more. The reason for this, as our film reviewer Charlotte O'Sullivan points out in our newspaper, is that in its depiction of London gang conflict, Blue Story is ultimately about the futility and waste of such violence. It's the reverse of glorifying gang life and done in a witty, entertaining way that has already been drawing large numbers of the young people most vulnerable to becoming involved. In short, it conveys a positive message in the right way to hit home. It's great that Londoners can see it. Well, our film reviewer Charlotte O'Sullivan joins me now from outside the newsroom. Charlotte, is Blue Story any good? This is a fabulous movie that people should be seeing even if there was no controversy. What's nice about the film is it's exploring violence, so you know it's very topical, but it's just also got lots of very tender, intimate scenes um, between a boy and his girlfriend, boy and his brother. You know, it's, it's very relatable and some of it's very low-key. This movie, it's very much a London story, isn't it? It's London that's going up on that screen. That's right, and south-east London, so it's not the sort of London that you see in uh, Last Christmas. It, it's London that you don't always see on the big screen. You get so involved in these characters' lives and they're interesting and they are funny, so it's sort of a big plug for Londoners as well as London. And the director, Ratman, is he a true talent, do you think? What's amazing is this is his first film and he's just hit the ground running. Um, he made some short films that were shown on YouTube but they were, this is an expansion. So he's great behind the camera and he's great in front of the camera. And of course, this isn't some Hollywood director coming in and giving a, a morality tale based on their own knowledge. Ratman lived this life, didn't he? Exactly, and it is based on things that happened to his friends. The language is so authentic and it's talking to black kids, black working class kids, and it's not trying to pander to white viewers, which is just so unusual. It's interesting, isn't it, that the studio Paramount, which is a really big studio, is really backing him on this. They, they, they've offered to pay for extra security at cinemas. Yeah, they, you can tell they know he's a good thing. They're proud of the film. They're not scared of you know all these tabloid headlines. They, they just know that they're onto a good thing. And, and I think it's going to be worth it because he, he's going to probably stick with them. They've stuck by him and he'll be loyal to them. Sometimes controversy can help a film like this because this was a fairly low budget, fairly low profile movie from a first time director. And suddenly it's national news. So more people are going to see it. That's right. The controversy has turned it into an event. People have made decisions a bit too quickly and tabloids just love this sort of thing, especially with an election coming up. I think it's been sort of used for sort of, you know, England in chaos sort of uh, editorials. That's awful for the film to be associated with something that it's actually trying to explore. You know, it, it's in no way promoting violence. It's not glorifying violence. It's just trying to look at this problem from a new angle. It's actually saying, think about the boy, not the weapon. Think about what's going to happen to him. I mean, in some ways, it's a very old-fashioned message movie. It's done with so much style and humour, but it really is saying, don't buy into this. You know, it's aimed at kids who might be seduced by this kind of life and saying, you will be destroyed by it. It's moving. You don't need an excuse to go and see it. 
And that's the leader. Please do subscribe and rate us. We always like to hear what you think. And also try out our audio news bulletins. You can get them through your smart speaker by asking for the news from the Evening Standard. There's a new one every weekday at 7am. This podcast is back at 4pm on Monday. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.